Ladies and gentlemen, he's the samurai of student ministry, the networking ninja, a Jedi master of church budgets, the beast from the southeast, the next-gen nerd himself, CJ! What's up, my nerds, and welcome to the Next Gen Nerd Podcast, where we talk nerdy and we talk ministry. This week, I'm joined by my friend Todd Turner of Mosaic Fan Art. I love all my episodes. They're like my children, but this has got to be one of my favorites. There's a lot of great information on Marvel's first family, the Fantastic Four. Before we jump into the interview, I wanted to remind everyone to take a minute and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to it. And if you'd be interested in helping us make the show better, please send an email to nextgennerdpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks, and enjoy the conversation with Todd Turner of Mosaic Fan Art. Well, like I mentioned in the intro, I am here with Todd Turner of like 9,000 things, and we're going to cover uh, several of those. Um, but uh, I met Todd at LTNCon. He had set up a booth with his uh, his Mosaic Fan Art, which we're going to talk about here in a second. And I thoroughly enjoyed hanging out with him. So as I was thinking, who in the LTN sphere <laughs> would I want to have a, a conversation about nerdy things with? Uh, I thought, let me give Todd a, a call about that. And That's he said awesome. He was in. So, uh, Bud, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing great. Doing great. I'm so glad to jump on here with you. Yeah, I uh, I am enjoying the background. Uh, I really am. I told my wife, um, I, I see. So uh, this is an audio podcast, so we want to see it. But he's right. got a giant Green Lantern uh, mosaic on one side, uh, and then uh, Symbiote Spider Man on the other, and a whole bunch of Funko Pops. I told uh, Carrie, my wife, when I got back, I said, "Hey, before the next time I go see Todd, we need to set aside about four and a half grand. There's uh, there is a Daredevil <laughs> mosaic oh, that I that want." Is- <laughs> Which, by the way, they just announced that Barenthal signed on. Yes, yes. For so that, because so that's from that storyline, anyway. Yeah, I uh, listen. I I told myself I just got to set it aside, okay, baby. So just we do what we got to do. <laughs> sell a kidney. Uh, I need to have go. this, uh, which I don't have it with me. I have a, a big uh, half gallon. Uh, vacuum sealed water jug and on there is uh is the hellboy mosaic i got one of those stickers and the daredevil which i thought was funny because you know i take that one to church and i've got hellboy and daredevil are the two heroes that i picked to go on there that's nice that's okay that's okay uh so so mosaic fan art you told me a little bit when we were talking tell me about how it started how it began where you're at now all those good things well, I loved comics growing up. It, that was my that was my fandom. I just comics because you know I'm 55, so you know I started. You know when, like the first comic book I ever was given was uh, in 1980 by my grandma. She bought me a comic book by mistake. I asked for stuff on um, the Clash of the Titans. We had just seen that movie, and instead she bought me issue one of New Teen Titans, which with George Perez, Marv Wolfman, and I was hooked. So I always wanted to be a comic book artist, but I cannot draw at all. <laughs> I'm terrible at it. Can't even sketch. So on, on, in 2002, my wife and I were celebrating our anniversary in Chicago, and we went to the Navy Pier. At that point, the Navy Pier had a stained glass museum there, and I was just amazed by the work that all that that all of this was, you know, that you could see this. And I've grown up in the church with stained glass windows and everything. And then I don't know if just all of a sudden I thought, what if I could do that with comic book heroes? Mm. This was before the internet, before, you know, before anybody knew anybody else did anything. And I thought, you know, nobody does it. If it's terrible, who's to say, because right. no one does it. So I thought, 
I'm going to do it. And uh, my wife bought an album collection at an auction for a hundred bucks. I made enough money on eBay selling those records to buy my startup. Um, and I made the human torch was the first one I ever made um, because I am a fantastic four fan, which we'll learn about later. And um, so I did that. That started 2002. Can you believe it? So 22 year, 21 years later, um, then about uh, whatever year the force awakens came out. I don't even remember what year that was, but um, yeah. So like 18, 2018, 2017, maybe yeah. something yeah. like that. Um, I was uh, in a, a church. And I can't remember exactly what the pastor was talking about. Um, Star Wars? But I just, no, he wasn't. <laughs> Not at all, actually. <laughs> he was, anyway, the, the, what resonated with me was the fact that what struck me in that sermon was that it came to me that God would never give someone a talent and a love for something that he could not use to further his kingdom. Mm -hmm. So that I'm like, you know, I love comic books and I love them. I mean, really, uh, after God, my wife and my family, comic books, well, and pizza. So um, <laughs> I thought, and I said, I'm pretty good at this mosaic thing. You know, I'm pretty good at it. So why can't God use that to further his kingdom? So that's when a mosaic fan art was created. Um, so until then for 16 years, all this stuff, just, I would make something and just put it in the basement. It was just something I would do as a hobby. Right. And at that point, mosaic fan art was created with some, you know, family members were like, you need to get a website. You should do this. You could do this and, um, created a mission statement about the fact that, um, we are all broken people, um, whether it's something we've done or something people have done to us, whether it's spiritually, physically, mentally, financially, and, but in the hands of the right artist, we can be come and put back together and become a masterpiece better than we were before. Mm. So, which is sort of like, you know, the glass. So we take the glass, I take glass. I say, we, the, the Royal, we, yeah. we take the glass, break it and put it back together. And it becomes, uh, you know, a, a glass hero, you know? So, and so I just felt called to basically go to conventions when I can, cause I do work full time. I usually get to maybe two conventions a year and just set up my overpriced <laughs> mosaics, knowing full well that I won't sell any and, um, just try to be light in the nerd community, very much similar to what LTN does. Yeah. I have a little pass out a little thing, you know, talking to them if they want to talk about, you know, contact me later. You know, we'll talk about God things and just try to, you know, people walk by, how are you doing? You know, and most, it, and it's very eye catching, you know, that for seeing it in person. Yes. So we get, I, we, I get a lot of people that just come up and then you, they'll ask the story and then I get to tell them the story. And, you know, I, I believe that it's that God has called me to introduce people to him. And that's my job. There you go. Not necessarily to uh, do other things, but uh, if I can get people to God and just introduce him to them mm. uh, through this ministry, then, you know, it's on him. He can handle the rest. So that's what I do. So I make little mosaics. I've got a comic con coming up in two weeks um, here in Lex uh, in Lexington, which is close to where I live because I'm in central Kentucky. And, um, I try to make a few little mini mosaics that are a little bit more affordable that'll pay for my booth. And then the rest is just spent talking to people and handing out, um, you know, the mission statement. I, uh, I had mentioned, uh, before we started, uh, that 
again, you know, that, or maybe it was while we started, I can't remember now, it's all, all jumbling together, but uh, that daredevil that you made that was in the back of, uh, in the back of your, your booth at LTN, uh, I told Carrie, so I need to save that money up. I need to buy that thing. I <laughs> so want it. I so want it. And she laughs at me because I'm like, can I get another comic book? And she's like, you have like three, finish those first. And then you get another one. So the thought of spending, <laughs> the thought of spending, money, uh, but, uh, but right. no, the, the next time I, we are in person, I am buying at least one of the, at least one of the many ones. Um, one you made recently that I thought was just amazing, just fantastic. Um, was the eye of Sauron with the ring. And you oh, had gotten yes. that, that, that light activated, paper How cool is that uh, so so you don't see the the elvish writing on the ring until the lights behind it and i'm like oh my it, it, beautiful dude beautiful I'm, thank Amazing. you i have a i have a, a lady at work her mom does has one of those little cricket machines or whatever and i was yeah. like hey could you make this for me but make it backwards there you go and she's like sure and then, so <laughs> I, I was like i've got this idea oh. you know so so that's, that's my next question is 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 I look at so so whenever you go to a convention, I you post that you've got at least sixteen of these things. It's a four by four or five by five. So mm-hmm. where do you get inspiration? Like where when you're when you're thinking about these things, like hey, I'm going to make another mini mosaic, or even when you're bigger things. I'm thinking you've got a uh, if you go to your website, your website again is is mosaicfanart.com. Yeah, but I mean do, do Instagram and you can see or Facebook and you can yeah. see stuff as yeah. it progresses. That's mosaic fan art you can find me on, on any of those but you've got several of the your, your award-winning pieces i showed my wife the, the oh yeah dr strange one and she's like that's amazing that's amazing I and i go it's it really is it really is so like you're you're looking for inspiration what are, what are you doing man where, where are you going to find these things well first for example if i'm going to go to a con mm-hmm. i i will check to see who's going to be there okay right so like uh, sam raimi is going to be at this con so we know he did evil dead and army of darkness and of course he just did um, Doctor Strange. So I made a Necronomicon mm-hmm. mini mosaic. So I will do that because the fans that come there, you know, they they might pick something. Knowing like your that audience. Up. You're knowing right? your so, audience. Yeah, so, exactly. So Tom Kinney's going to be there. So I made a SpongeBob, um, uh, you know, just things like that. Uh, I usually it's funny because people go, do you take commissions? And I do not take commissions. <laughs> My wife's like, you should take commissions. You wouldn't have to be a pharmacist anymore. And I'm like, well. <laughs> I, I I like doing what I like. Yeah. And um, if people like it and want to purchase it, they can. If they don't, I get to keep it. Yeah. And that's just the way I look at it. So I, I you know, like I said, most of my things come from comics or my friends, you know, mm. they'll like, you know, that would be really cool if you did that. And I'm like, mm. you know, you're right. That would be cool. Mm. You know, um, but most of them just come straight out of the comic books that I love. Mm. Um, you know, I, I did a. I put and uh, you know on social media I did a thing where I was like I gave four obscure characters that most people unless you're like real heavy duty comics wouldn't know who they were um like um Miracle Man um uh Cerebus the Aardvark Mr. Monster and Usagi Ojimbo so I was like which one of these would you like to see you know and the vast majority said Miracle Man so mm. I uh, created an Usagi Ojimbo mosaic so I didn't even do what they wanted me to do. I was like, eh, I want to do a soggy, you know, but so it's, it's, uh, you know, it's just like that. You know, I have a life-size Spider-Man mm-hmm. and a life-size Harley Quinn just because I wanted to try something different. Mm. You know, let's, uh, I've never made a 3d piece. Let's give it a shot. And, you know, you learn from mistakes, you screw up and then you just fix it. And, and it's, 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 I tease people all the time, like especially when kids come up and parents are like, oh, don't, don't, don't touch it. Don't touch it. And I'm like, 
listen, it's just glass. It's broken glass to begin with. <laughs> if it breaks, we'll just glue it back together. And which is, you know, and also, you know, that's how we are as people, right? Yep. If we break, yep. we can be put back together. So, uh, and, and that's happened. I've had to put my, um, Joker piece back together four times, the mm. corners break off. And, um, if it's rough house, rough hand, you know, I handle them pretty rough. Sometimes, um, we've dropped a couple mm. and I've had to literally put two mosaics back together for that. And, um, so, you know, it just takes time and patience, but <laughs> most of, most of my, uh, most of my inspiration just comes from comic panels that, you know, growing up and, you know, things that I love and would lo- love to see. The bad mm. part is, is that like a movie will come out, you know, like, oh, this movie's coming out and it'd be, that'd be great. I'd love to make a mosaic. You know, the movie comes out three years later, I finish the mosaic. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, but for Force Awakens, it was the first time I really showed my art at in public. Okay. And that was at like a, I don't know if you have them, a movie tavern. Um, it's basically where you sit down and you can eat dinner and they, yes. And uh, yeah. We so, don't have one here, but uh, at school or I go to school in Raleigh, there's one there. Gotcha. So um, I had been to a movie and they had, uh, it was like a comic book movie coming up or something. I can't remember what it was, but they had a sketch artist sketching while people were coming in. And I thought, I just called them at random and said, Hey, um, I do this thing. It's mosaics, stained glass mosaics of comic books. And I know the force awakens coming out. I got a really cool Darth Vader piece. Would you mind if I come and show you my art? And, and, um, they're like, well, yeah, you can come show it to us. And so I show up there with this, like five or six pieces and they're like, you know, oh my gosh, we thought this was just going to be, you know, Terrible. terrible. We're like, yeah, you can come. And so, so I had a week and I created my, in that week, I created the R2D2 piece. Mm. It was the fastest I ever made a piece in a week and did as that, that's, that's all I did for that entire week <laughs> after work. So, so yeah, so movies, stuff like okay. that, TV shows, that's where it comes from. Nice. Nice. Um, I, uh, I thought of you, I was given a, um, a blank Russian nesting doll set to be able to to, oh, to paint characters, and so I've been thinking. Nice. Through, again, I haven't haven't jumped into it, but I started making lists of doing them, and one of them was a Fantastic Four doing you know uh, the thing, and then and shrinking them all the way yes. down. So I thought that would be neat. Uh, another one was um, uh, I thought about doing uh, obviously Doctor Doom would be the tiny little itty bitty one inside <laughs> the the rest of them. But, That'd be great. Uh, but uh, another one I thought of was. Um, different giant robots like the iron giant and optimus prime and like and doing them by size you know like thinking through those different Mm -hmm. sizes so uh that that same kind of thing so um who knows uh there may be actually uh, i want to make a stand next to your uh i'm for it (laughs) do it that'd be awesome i want to do a transformers mosaic that when you shine light through it it changes from an autobot to a decepticon or something like that so that's that's you know you just get the ideas. Just yes. give it a shot. Yes. Very nice. Very nice. Well, I know you don't take commissions, but I'm going to send some your way eventually and go, hey, if you ever Do think it. about doing this. So, um, and that's what I say. Yeah. Just watch. You might show up. Might show just up. say holler dibs. Yeah. That's, listen. Uh, so can we do that? Can we call dibs okay. when you post up on Facebook? Yes and no. You can. <laughs> you can. If, if they're not being prepared for a con. Okay. I have. So I make product so that i can at least have something to sell yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and then if i'm just working something on my own and it's not for con absolutely 
Nice. Okay. It's good to know. That's I'll put yeah. that in my pocket, save it for later. Uh, so you already mentioned, uh, so Instagram, Facebook, uh, mosaicfanart.com. It's all mosaic mm-hmm. fan arts. Find you mm-hmm. anywhere, anywhere else that you, we could find your work besides the upcoming Comic-Con in, in Kentucky? Uh, not currently. No, um, I've had some, just watch out cause I've had some shows. I've been as far as, uh, California, um, as far North as Cleveland. Um, so I've had pieces picked up in, in art shows there and I've had, you know, a couple gallery showings. Uh, in Lexington and around central Kentucky. So you never know, they might pop up in a art gallery near you. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Well, fantastic. Well, let's jump into our nerd topic to the, of the day. I mean, I, I don't awesome. think this one was a nerd topic. I think this is, your, your work is beautiful. So uh, it doesn't fall into the, yeah, I see. He just stood up and he's got a fantastic four hoodie on. So my first question for you is why are you a fantastic four nerd? I don't know, honestly. <laughs> the, the I used to be when I first started in comic books. It was all about the X Men, all about the X Men. Okay, and uh, you know, and that was right when the new X Men was starting because that was in '75. Um, so I was still able to get like giant size X Men number one. I had Hulk one eighty one, first appearance of Wolverine. I had all of these comics. Um, then I, in in helping some. Uh, churches raise money. I sold the vast majority of my collection. And the only comic books I kept were my Fantastic Four and my X-Men comics. And then as, a, as I got older and I had a family, I started having children and everything. I just fell in love with the family aspect of the Fantastic Four. Mm. And honestly, they don't get a lot of love in in comic so it's sort of they're sort of like an underdog even though there's marvel's first family honestly like i have issues that i've got a fantastic four that you're reading and you look and they're like oh pick up amazing spider-man number one comes out in two months yeah they've been around before all of that but um you know they're just and and i guess that's the main thing the family Mm. um a huge family aspect no matter what goes wrong um they're still there for each other. And not only that, you know, the Avengers, the cast changes right. all the time. Right, right. Um, even even the Batman, Bat family has changed in right. and out, in and out, people in and out. The Fantastic Four, although there have been a few exceptions, has generally always been the Fantastic Four. Four. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so there's a lot about that with continuity. And, you know, you get, um, you get different creators will take a different, you know, spin on it. Um, but it all comes back. It all comes back down to them being family. And I, I, I like that. So, you know, you basically got, I'll say the smartest man in Marvel universe, the, I would say the most powerful female, um, superhero. Uh, some people will debate me for that, but I, <laughs> I, I would, I would go with it. Um, the cockiest and, um, probably the strongest, mm. uh, one of the strongest. So, you know, I, I they're a fun read for me. Oh, I got you there. And I'm thinking, you know, going through those, uh, uh, there are a lot of smart characters in in the Marvel universe. But I I agree with you that that Mister Fantastic is is way up there. I can't remember was it him or Hank Pym in the zombies outline that was eating T'Challa to keep his brain active. Do you remember? Oh, I don't remember. It, but it it 
They know, yeah, because they were eating T'Challa because they only had, yeah, they had, had like one leg. Yes, they were because no, it was Hank Pym. Uh, it was Hank, Pym. Hank Pym. So we we won't, yeah. we won't tarnish the name of uh, of of Mister no. Fantastic and eating T'Challa, no. but uh, but it, it was, was Hank Pym. It, but it kept his mind focused enough eating yes. that flesh to be able to try to figure out how to solve yeah. the problem. Yeah, uh, he smacked the wasp, fat <laughs> caught him. Yes, that was Hank Pym. So no, so, so I agree with you there. I agree with you there. I'm not as familiar with the Invisible Woman as far as where she would fall uh, on the list. Um, uh, yes, Human Torch, uh, cocky yeah. as they come, definitely. Yeah. Uh, and even you know, even even the thing. I, I think you know you have that strength, but it's it's coupled with at least some kind of wherewithal uh, in in other strong characters. Yes, in other characters, you don't you don't typically see that. You know, I mean, Hulk and any other iterations of the Hulk, they lose their mind. Even the ones that are smart lose their mind and may and do dumb things. Um, mm. uh, and so there there is there, and uh, you know, no one feels bad for the Hulk being the Hulk. You know, people look at the thing and they right. go, "This is oh, quite, I know, you I know." Got screwed out of the whole deal, man. <laughs> I mean, even I Beast, know. who is who is uh, blue fur, uh, you know, he did still, it to himself. He did it to himself. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, so so I agree. I, I I love that. I love that. I haven't had much exposure to it. I had a friend uh, who passed away a couple of years ago who was a big Fantastic Four fan. I remember asking him, like, "Help me understand why you are so sold out here." And he gave me uh, a couple that I read because uh, I had gotten a few Fantastic Four comics and just couldn't get into them. And he gave me several that uh, that I actually enjoyed. I actually enjoyed and uh, looking to try some more. I have seen uh, all the movies. All the movies. Uh, oh. Even I, I know. I know. I know. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, and um, and and you had said the best Fantastic Four movie out was The Incredibles. Uh, that exactly. you felt that that was hundred percent. That, that was and the, the reason. Yeah that's, yeah, that's a question. Why did that one work where the other Fantastic Four movies didn't work? Because it was family. Okay, that's the whole entire thing. I mean, it starts out the guy is trying. He still wants to be a hero, but he has to support his family. His family comes first. And, you know, so he's like, you know, poor Jack Parr is like stuck doing actuary stuff or insurance, you know, and <laughs> that doesn't what he wants. It's not what he wants to do, but he has a family to take care of. And um, I think that's it, because that's what pulled the whole entire thing with the Incredibles works because of that, mm. um, you know, and and of course, they're basically are the Fantastic Four, right, right. you know, except for Jack Jack runs instead of catches on fire. Right. Yeah. But no, not Jack. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. But the uh, baby Dash. does. No, Dash. Dash. Dash does run. But Jack Jack then becomes like, I don't know, Herbie, the robot. Anyway, I don't know how you <laughs> what you would classify him as. But um, that's why it worked, because the movies never felt like family. Mm. Honestly, the only thing family in it was Sue and Johnny. And right. I, I like Chris Evans as Captain America, but it was too much for me as too cocky mm. for, for the human torch, I guess. Okay. Um, so. You know, that's that's why it worked. I think if it would have been more family. I, And then again, it falls the whole entire deal. Of course, Marvel's fixing this now because the, the whole got to show an origin. You right, know, right. Of course, they didn't with Spider-Man. And I have a feeling they won't with Fantastic Four. Hmm. I'm hoping they don't. I mean, right. I mean, it would be good if they did, but it's got to be done right. I right. think it has to all be. Who knows? That's I think that's what it's all about. Family. Yeah. Um, and uh, may uh, that be my I guess that's why it didn't work for me anyway. <laughs> I mean, so, here's the deal. I've watched it multiple times and mm -hmm. I'll still watch it. And um, even the second one, I watched yeah. it. Um, Doug Jones as the Silver Surfer was great, even though he spoke and it was Lawrence Fishburne's voice. That was confusing. <laughs> but yeah, uh, 
so my kids uh, thoroughly they're at the age where they thoroughly enjoyed both Fantastic Four movies. The um uh not the F four uh I don't know where you no. fall on that one, but um that was a little little too dark for them at this point. But eventually mm-hmm. we might be able to to dive in there. But they really really liked them, really enjoyed them. I think they had to watch the first one three or four times in a week because they they wanted to watch it again and again. It is fun. You got you got to give them that, yes. especially for um you know preteen to teens because yes. I think it's a PG thirteen movie. It might have been the first PG. 13 movie i let my daughter watch honestly. okay there you go yeah there you go yeah we're pretty strict with movies i got you so uh so where does f4 line up on your on your on your list there the the remake the with miles teller the worst it was the worst <laughs> so the problem with that is i think it could have been really good mm-hmm. if they would have stuck to the ultimate i mean because they were going for the ultimate fantastic four basically mm. i think if they would have stuck to the first story arc and the ultimate fantastic four would have been good but I, you didn't need to bring in uh, Dr. Doom. You didn't need to bring him in. You know, he's gone and have him come back for the next movie. I yeah. think they tried to do too much. And um, yeah, I mean, the special effects were great. The thing was, I love the special effects, but yeah. um, other than that, it was just so weird with the negative zone. And yeah, you know? I, I felt like they did a, a good job. One of my, I, I would say the highlights of that movie for me was how terrified they were when they got their powers. Um, that, that in, in the first movies, it was kind of like, oh, this is scary, but it's also kind of cool. And here we are. But there mm-hmm. was there the I, I felt like they they cast the the terror of waking up and your bones not working right or not. Yes, being, you know, really it, good. Yes. I thought that was uh, I thought that was good. So uh, so Disney's working on um, on, of course, is going to do one because Disney, when they put a movie out, makes money. So uh, they want to make more money. <laughs> no uh, and uh, whether it's good or bad, they'll make money uh, because people will go and see it. Uh, and I haven't looked at the. Um, I've seen a couple like hints of, of cast suggestions, but I wanted to ask you if you were casting Fantastic Four, mm-hmm. who are you putting in uh, in each of? We'll say we'll just say the the four key roles. We won't go Doctor Doom unless you really feel like oh I know who I want there. But. I picked a villain, but I didn't specific. I didn't choose what villain he'd be. Okay, okay. Because who knows? But I think it'd be a great villain. Okay, so, so tell me your tell me your your lineup. Okay, so first of all, here is my reasoning for choosing these. Okay, all right. So. So I want to try to choose because they're going to be in multiple films. So you can't pick people that are 60 years old, 50 years old. Right. I mean, you can't. And um, so and it's it might be a little bit um, off out there for some people, but just go with me. So uh, Dev Patel as Reed. Okay. so most people know him from Slumdog Millionaire. He was nominated for an Oscar for Lion, which is really good. um, a really good movie that came out in 2016. He's been in an awful lot. So he was even in that terrible airbender movie. <laughs> Don't hold that against him. Um, but I think he would be a fantastic Reed Richards. Okay. Um, my Sue storm is Mackenzie Davis, which most people don't have any clue who Mackenzie Davis is. Um, if you've seen the Martian, she is the girl working the computer who realizes that, Oh wait, the dude's still alive. However, she sold me. She's in a series on HBO on HBO Station Max. 11. Oh man, I love it. Yeah, that is. I've like watched it four times, <laughs> and her performance in it is great. And uh, I think she'd be really good as, as Sue Storm. So I think she's got the acting chops. Okay. Um, Johnny would be Joe Keery from Stranger Things. Okay. You know, gotta have Steve. He's. I like. I, I really like that pick. I really like that pick. <laughs> that is so, good. I think he would be great in it. A um, little bit cocky, you know. Yeah. Um, 
And my Ben Grimm is with is a Nonzo Anonzier, which people might not know who that is either, but he is Jeopard in Sweet Tooth. If you've watched Sweet Tooth, he also was Samson yes. in the Bible series. Yes. He was uh, like the head He's of the, the guard in Cinderella. Yeah. I remember him from the zoo. Uh, it was a show about animals losing their minds and then having to figure out why the animals are losing their minds. Yes. Yes. All day. All day long. Yes, please. Yeah, so I thought, gosh, he'd be great uh, as Ben Graham. So those are my four. That's who I would choose. Uh, I know it's not your typical choices, but I thought, you know, if I had to, none of them have been in a, no. you know, none of them have been in anything. Um, uh, I would choose Andrew Scott to be the villain. And that's the guy, if you don't know, is Moriarty in the Sherlock Holmes TV show with Benedict Cumberjack, Cumberjack, (laughs) Benedict Cumberbatch and um, uh, Martin Freeman. Uh, He would be my choice for any villain. And that would be fun too. If they had a crossover with Dr. Strange going like, I think I know you from somewhere. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be really good. That would be good. No, then you could have all three of them, right? Yes. Because Martin Freeman, uh, yeah, Dr. (laughs) That would be great. Like, I know you do I know that would you? be so good that would be so mm-hmm. good uh so listen this is this is fantastic this is fantastic I mean I know that we had John Krasinski and I'm a big fan of John Krasinski and I would watch that fantastic oh. four but I do like the idea of taking some of these unknowns uh or not unknowns but lesser knowns um yeah and uh I, I mean especially those last two I'm real excited about those last two uh, that was that was that would be fantastic I think yes uh I mean and I'm, I'm you know I'm not it won't as, happen you know, it's not like the Disney execs are watching my podcast or your pod. Maybe they are listening. Maybe they to are. Your podcast. Maybe they are. They are not listening to, to mine. So, uh, but yeah, and no, I'm like, you know, and if you got to have the watcher, you, I don't know who you would have. I would yeah. love to have Nick Cage in anything, but yes, you know, that's just my. Nick <laughs> so, oh, that was actually yeah. uh, I, I mentioned I was I was hanging out with a, a friend of mine before this, and we were we're going to do some episodes uh, called Cage Match as part of this, where we watch terrible Nick Cage movies oh. and talk about them. And there so, are no terrible Nick Cage oh, movies. Listen, How listen. are you going to do that? Uh, so we're starting with Left Behind. We're starting with Left Behind. Okay. Yeah, that's not great. I'll give, <laughs> now, I'll give you that now, one. I, we're, we're laughing because you're right. There are some fantastic Nick Cage movies. And and and, and even in the bad ones, you know, there it, it's fun watching him. But he has that policy of not saying no to any project. I won't say no to it. I'll say okay, yes to it. So have you seen the one where it's like a, a Friday night at Fr- Friday, Five Nights at Freddy's, yes. but it's not. Willie's uh, Wonderland. Willie's, Yes, he never speaks the entire time. He doesn't speak, does he? No, I did not recognize. I didn't notice that. Uh, we Loved were discussing it. that one. He's, <laughs> that was so. Uh, so he was uh, the guy I was talking to. He was like, "Let's start with that one." I haven't seen that one yet, and I was like, "I don't remember what if there was adult content or not in that one." There yet. is hundred percent. So, so I was yeah. like, uh, "Let's pick a different one to start with." And yeah. he goes, "How about?" He goes, "He just searched like worst Nick Cage movies and Left Behind was at the top." And I said, "Yes, let's start with that one. Let's start with that one." There you go. Um, but uh, actually, one of Nick Cage's movies is in my top ten movies of all time. Oh yeah, which one? Raising Arizona. Okay, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. No. Um, I, if I had to pick my favorite Nick Cage movie, uh, I'd be Matchstick Man. I love Matchstick Man. I watched I've that never one. Seen over, it. It's uh that was. It's partially Nick Cage, but also um, uh, just about. Oh my gosh, I'm blanking on his name now. Well, he I'm was, gonna look um, it up anyway. So he was uh, he was Hammer in Iron Man Two. I'm looking. Oh at yeah. His face. Oh now, if you didn't have to tell me that, I, I would know, have told you. I his know. Name. But I he's know in who it he is, as well. Yes. He's a sidekick. He's a sidekick in there. It's a, it's a good one. That's that's a, that's a really good one. That's a good one. I can't believe I'm drawing blank on his name. 
That's hilarious. That's okay. What we'll are the um, oh Rockwell? Sam Rockwell. Like, Rock, what Sam paintings? Rockwell. What are the paintings yes. where you're in like in, in, in you know the 1950s? <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, that's uh, Norman Rockwell, his uncle. That was that one. Yeah, that was that one. Hilarious. Um. So, uh, so I love that. Now, here's my my question. I put this in there. Would you rather see a movie or a Disney Plus series? Fantastic Four. It really is. It really is. It really is. I, I looking at this this cast. I know what I would pick. Um, I'd but pick I, a movie. See, I'd go, I'd go series. I'd go really? series. Do you think they'd... It, it, it would have to be... So, I for me, the Marvel series mm-hmm. have been hit and hit. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. I'm not going to say miss because I've liked them all. Yeah. So... Um, you tell me why you think movie, and I'll tell you why I think series. Um, uh, shoot, I don't know, CJ. I... <laughs> I just lo- I would love to see it on the big screen and okay. that would so it would be purely for my just seeing a real fantastic four movie worth see- seeing so we can flush the other 3 <laughs> okay down the- so so if they pick this cast you and I will pay to have it shown in a theater all the entire Disney Plus oh, series and we'll go do that yeah we'll I do it say- I'll rent it out I say a series because a series allows them to do an episode looking at each character in particular and kind of doing mm-hmm. a little deep dive setup while still kind of continuing with the story. That's um, true. Uh, I would I would like to see those pieces kind of coming together, and you're more likely to get a turnaround quicker of a season two, which is going to be great after that fantastic mm-hmm. four season one, uh, more likely to get a quick turnaround on season That's two true. there. Um, yeah. uh, so I like those things. Uh, I think – if I'm looking at the the movies, I think they try to do too much in too little time. That's and true. The series lets them to kind of build that out a little bit and give us a little runway. Um, and listen, uh, and I want to see uh, Joe Keery as as Human Torch human for as long as I can. <laughs> I mean, if I'm looking at all of all four of those, I, I want to see yeah. all I can of that Human Torch. And so uh, let's get uh, let's get eight episodes. Hey, let's get eight hours of this. Oh, um, now if it's eight episodes, I'm in for that. Yeah. If it's yeah. just going to be four or five no, episodes, no, no, no. eight episodes. It's got to be. It's got to be eight episodes. Yeah. Maybe they go Andor and they do ten because they got a huge. I don't know, man. I, there I'm, you go. I, I like it. I like it. Um, uh, okay, so uh, for anybody who is listening to this and goes, you know, I've never given the Fantastic Four a shot. What are three entrance points, entry points for someone who's interested in, in picking up, um, uh, checking out Fantastic Four? Well, if you want old school, like Kirby Lee, because that's who created it. You know, they were the they're the godfathers of Marvel Comics. I would go. And a lot of people would say, you know, oh, you got to do. I'm going to pick something most people wouldn't pick. It's going to be issues 57 through 60 of the original. That's back in the uh, late, uh, early 60s, mid 60s. And it's um, it is when Dr. Doom steals the power cosmic from a silver surfer. And it is like the first time anything crazy like that happens. Mm. The surfer is then bound to earth. It also has the uh, inhumans are in it. It is. It is old school Fantastic Four at its finest. Okay, um, and it I think it it actually culminates in a one of the annuals. Okay. So you basically get four or five uh, issues of Jack Kirby, Stan Lee, just doing amazing stuff. Mm. So that's issues fifty seven through sixty. Um, if you want something um, a little bit more intense, then I I'm going to go with. Um, it's issues 583 through 588. I think it's called three. And this is Jonathan Hickman. Who's like, um, 
he's now com he's comic book royalty right now. He's writing he's so in depth, and his writing was great. And it's actually what happens is the Fantastic Four are basically split up, having to do their own thing to save the planet, and one of them ends up dying at the end supposedly dying well but no one ever is truly dead in comics correct right yeah except uncle ben Um, Ben. (laughs) so yeah and and actually interestingly enough about this is that the thing turns into his human form and is unable to say keep it from happening Mm. yeah so this it's really good um Jonathan Hickman did an entire run which i've read multiple times but this is probably my favorite um and then um Basically, we talked about it. This is Ultimate Fantastic Four issues 21 through 26. It's the introduction of the Marvel Zombies. I mean, if you want something to go, hey, I watched that What If episode with the Marvel Zombies. This is where they originated. Reed Richards trying to figure out how to solve something, contacts another dimension, doesn't know they're zombies. Right. And it's basically their frightful four. Um, And that's where the Marvel Zombies came from. I'm going to say that... Fantastic Four just rebooted, so they're just on issue five. Okay, and so if someone wants to start, it's great. It's great. This run has been this up to five issues, and in May it'll be the seven hundredth seven hundredth issue. Seven hundredth issue will come out in May, so it's going to be a big deal in May. So nice, very nice. Yep, very nice. Uh, well, I will say, I'm glad to know that I've read one of those. Uh, I've read one of those because I read all the zombie ones, so I yeah. do remember that that setup there uh, with mm-hmm. them. And I think they contact Magneto in that in that universe. They open it up, and it's Magneto's oh, one yeah. of the ones it's, that are left. Yeah. Gets, oh yeah, Magneto's left. a good guy. Yeah, yes, he's a yeah. good guy in it. Yeah, and they end up eating Galactus. Yes. Oh, and yes. They become Galactus. I remember when that happened. I got really sad. Like, really, like it's over now. Yeah. It's over, and yeah. I had to remind myself: this is a comic, CJ. It's not actually <laughs> happening. They're not actually coming to get you. But I remember going like, "Oh, it's it's over. It's done." Well, if you ever want to just read one issue, read the Fantastic Four Special King Size Annual Number Three. Special that King is Size Annual Three. And it's from 1965. You could probably read it online somewhere. It is the wedding of Sue and Reed. And at that point, at that point, this is the first time that they ever had a crossover with this many characters. So every character that was in the Marvel Universe at this time, all the superheroes show up to fight all the villains that were in there at that time, because all the villains try to attack to keep this from happening and all the heroes. So you get Daredevil in his red and yellow nice outfit the og x-men bent nice. you know with uh you know he's not uh the beast isn't blue yet so that's that's my favorite comic book of all time so. <laughs> we were uh, talking about that yesterday so my kids and i uh if they eat their dinner fast enough uh we'll watch an episode or two <laughs> of the of the 97 x-men we're watching oh, we're watching those Oh, listen, and every time this it goes, both my boys try to be see who can be the most annoying singing that like like my my daughter is just she's she's the oldest and she's like, I can't stand either of them right now. And they're both doing <laughs> so anyways, but um That's great. Uh, but we were we just finished up season two yesterday, and that's where uh they're in the Savage Land, and they were asking why is Beast still blue if he's lost his powers? All these other ones they can't they can see and whatever else. Like, oh, that's really interesting. I don't I don't know why that's the case. I don't know why he's still blue if the mutant gene no longer works in him. Um, and I said, uh, but you know, he wasn't always blue, and they go, Really? And so I pulled up a picture of that and they go, He yeah. looks weird. I go, he looks weird anyways. Like he's yeah. in yellow underwear and furry and blue in this one. Yes, but yes he there looks weird go. here with a hood. Um <laughs> 
<laughs> but yes, that's what we're doing. And so it was that's my nice. wife came home from work and she goes, Oh, y'all, y'all have enjoyed these. It's like, yes. And uh, my boys take forever to eat, just forever to eat. Oh, and, wow. uh, and so my daughter and I were looking at them like, we would love to go do anything else, but if we get up, you're not going to finish your dinner. And so uh, that's how I've, that's, that's how I've dangled that carrot in front of them. Like if, gotcha, finish, it works. Hey, yeah. if you finish, we can watch the next, if not, you've got to go to bed. So um, we've been doing that. Uh, so fantastic. I've got fantastic, fantastic four. I've got several things to add to my, uh, my reading list. I uh, actually had dinner with Bubba and Matt on Sunday and I had him <clears> do the same thing with um, multiple man. I go, sell me a multiple man. Oh. I don't, I don't get it. Sell me on it. And he did and I added several things to my Amazon wish list. Like, all right, let's go ahead and plug these in. So, uh, multiple man first appeared in. I don't know. Fantastic Four. Well, there you go. There Daniel you go. Number four. Um, his favorite, which I'll probably try to get him on to talk about this. His favorite was um uh, uh X Factor. It was X Factor. Oh yeah. Was, uh, the run where they were solving crimes, where they were uh, they were oh, detectives, yeah. and multiple man's in there, and he goes, "That was it." And I, I found the the trade where it's got all those locked in. That because that's me, man. I know you are you are a week to week. Give me that issue. I want that big thick trade to hang on to. Oh, I don't know. You've got me sucked into reading flipping birth right now. But isn't it good? Isn't it good? It, I'm like I don't want to like it, but yeah, I do. I mean. So- <laughs> go ahead which, go which, ahead. which, which, where are you at? Where are you at right now? I've only finished two. I've only finished one and two. Like volumes one and two? Volumes one and two. Which is like the first eight issues? I I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. So I'm on volume, I think seven now. Jeez. Okay. I know. I just suck it down. I'm just reading it. I'm like, I'm, I'm to the point now. <laughs> Listen, it's what? March the whatever. And, and my, and my, uh, my thing that I can, you know, I've told you about Hoopla that I can yeah. watch them. Free- yeah. I'm only allowed 11 per month and I'm about to hit my limit <laughs> and it's not even the daggone 10th yet. So, cause, cause I just sit there and re- I, I struggle. I have an eye disease. So a lot of people don't realize this. So I have a, a genetic eye disease where eventually I will not be able to see it. Everything will look like a blob in front of me. Plus I'm colorblind. So <laughs> I have an iPad and use it to read comics on because I can make it as bright as I can. Because yeah. after a certain time during the day, I can't read. I can't read at all because mm. I can't see it because of the ambient light isn't at the right isn't bright enough. So, um, so at night I can't like at night and in the morning I can't read my comics that I've got. So what I'll do is I read comics on this hoopla and I think Brennan's the chosen one. By the way, I don't think his brother's the chosen one. Listen, though, I, I listen. I, I was talking to or, a buddy of mine. or the baby. Listen, I'm only like I said, I'm only on 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 uh, volume two because my wife has said you have others you can read. So right now I'm reading I'm reading Mouse, uh, and uh, oh yeah. And so uh, I'm amazing. reading that. I do need to come back to uh, to Birthright. Um, I found uh, volume two for four dollars at Second and Charles, and I was like, yes, oh, let's get yes. that. So um, but uh, but no, like I get to the, I told a buddy of mine, I said I get to the end, I'm like, yeah, this. No, it's not it. Okay. I know. There's like there's like 12 or so many. I mean, there's a bunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're nowhere uh, near the end. I I listen, I am I'm not. I'm not. There's 10 volumes. There's 10 volumes. Yeah, I'm on 10. I'm on That's two. what it is. Gotcha. I'm on two. So I right, well, Joshua Williamson is a great. I'm sorry. You're you're good, man. I at the end of each volume, they have the other comics that he's done, and I keep just adding those to my list. Uh, it's never ending, never ending. Um, well, I want to talk about one more thing, uh, and then we'll wrap it up. You have a podcast. Tell me about your podcast. Yeah. So my daughter and I, uh, 
when at the beginning of COVID, before it happened, um, she was in Bowling Green and we love nerdy things together. And we wanted just a thing to spend time talking to one another. So we decided, hey, let's make a podcast. And she's like, well, okay, I don't know what we're doing. I said, well, I don't either. So who cares? It's We're not doing it for people. Honestly, right. we're doing it for us. Um, so it is called Sis and Big Pops Culture. Um, she is Sis. I'm Big Pops. My kids call me Big Pops. So uh, we, did, every, we took a little hiatus after Christmas because she just got married. Excuses. Um, I know <laughs> literally our life last year was four weddings and a funeral. It really was. So it's been a struggle to get anything done. So we, um, we do it about uh, two to three times a month and we get together. We go live on my Facebook page and um, she records and we talk. We usually start out with nerd news and um, which is things that we, we are by no way, no means are we breaking <laughs> news stories. We are telling each other news that we've heard uh, geek geek wise or nerd them and that interest us. Right? right. And then we'll talk about, you know, uh, shows we're watching binging or movies. We've, uh, uh, usually things that we've watched, um, or, or podcasts we're listening to or any type of media we're consuming. And we, then, uh, I do pops pull lists. So I'll, I'll give a rundown on, uh, five comics. I try to do one from each from Marvel, one from DC, one from an independent, uh, a new number one and my book of the week, what I think is my favorite book of the week. And then we many times we'll read a trade and uh, talk about it, which is really good because she's not a huge comic book reader. So it's neat to have her like, I'll give her, this is one of my favorites. You got to read it. And then she'll go, this was terrible. And I'm like, what are you crazy? <laughs> it's not terrible, you know? And um, so we'll talk about that. And then we usually have a show or a movie that we'll review. Um, and yeah, so we, uh, it is, um, it is on any podcasting thing you can think of Spotify, Apple, Amazon, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Podbean. I don't know. Uh, Amazon. Did I say Amazon? I don't I even, so. I didn't even know. I didn't even know they had a pot, an app. Everybody do. does. Everybody I know. does. So, um, yeah. And it's family friendly. So no curse words. I appreciate and, that. And the good thing is, is that my daughter is a psychologist. So if there's ever anything that might be triggering, she always does the warning. Okay. You know? That's good. So it's I, it, I, I, I enjoy the show. I enjoy it. As a dad who has a daughter who has been on his podcast, I get it. I enjoy sharing the things I love with my kid uh, and, and, and even just spending time. I mean, it's just, you know, we're, we're spending time together and these are memories that are locked into the ether of the internet forever uh exactly. you know that, that you'll never be able to get it rid of get rid of them uh and so i appreciate it man i enjoy it i enjoy it well thanks it's a lot of fun and you know like i was struggling honestly finding finding comic book podcasts there are basically one comic book podcast that you can listen to in front of a child mm. and that's the pull list podcast i was gonna through ask LTN. Yeah. yeah yeah um uh, be, because a lot of them, I mean, a lot of the guys that do them are my age and they just throw the cuss words out. Um, yeah. I mean, I still listen to them because I'm old enough to know that it's yeah what it is, but, right. uh, if you wanted to listen to that, like in the car going to, if you, you could, you could take your kids to school, listen to our podcast and never have to worry about, you know, us saying anything, mm. uh, that would be damaging to your child. So, and that's, you know. We might say toot or something like that, but that's about <laughs> as far as it goes. Uh, I mean, yeah. 
<laughs> my uh, my middle son will uh, point out every word that's said on anything we watch that is even slightly off color. He'll like just turn to look at me and put his finger like that was one. I heard it. I heard that one. And he's <laughs> yeah. nine. He's nine. The other two are like, if I don't look at dad, he doesn't know that I saw heard this and we can keep going. Yeah, so they know uh, yeah. <laughs> that's the worst part. Listen, CJ, me being 55, I don't know how old you are, but I my the movies I saw as a kid and I'm like, these are great. My yeah. kids got to watch yes. these movies. Yes. We start watching them and I'm like, oh, my gosh, you can't watch this movie. What were my parents thinking? Listen, you know? I had to turn off uh, Charlie and I. We were watching Flash Gordon. Watching Flash oh, Gordon, I own that movie, and yes. I'm and, and and then I'm going. I love this movie. I love this movie, and it got to the <laughs> scene where he's communicating telepathically, oh, and he's yeah. and I'm going, ha ha, turn turn it <laughs> off, turn it off, and uh, and then and then that's not even the worst part. The worst part is when my daughter goes, "Why do we turn that off?" And then I have to explain why we turned it off. It's hilarious so, because uh, I had to turn that one off with my children too. Yeah. Yeah. literally yeah uh, now my youngest is 22 so you're, good to to go. you're good to go you're good to go i told charlie and she's uh she turns 12 in a couple months i said about another year about another year we could watch that one we you know but she's there you go it's it's it, I, I i hear you i hear you the, the i usually have to rewatch a movie before we watch it and go hmm is this going to cause an issue uh yeah. so so i can i can appreciate that i can appreciate that well todd i appreciate you taking time to to talk with us i thoroughly enjoyed it i mean well, we've been going you. for probably we were recording for longer but i think that the portion of the episode is 45 minutes and we could, i think we could have done it again i think we could have oh, done I'm it sorry. again I no don't don't know my goodness <laughs> I, I i've enjoyed it uh really enjoyed it uh don't forget guys you can check out todd turner stuff at mosaic fan art uh yep. sis and big pops cultures the podcast uh he's going to be at which co- convention in uh kentucky lexcon lexington LexCon. toy and comic convention mm-hmm. very nice very nice throw it out yeah, there. when you go to look up the podcast don't just say big pop you'll uh, <laughs> you'll get you'll be looking at zit videos for a month okay all right i'm glad it was I zit actually videos. Got, I'm going, I, got, I'm, I actually tried to find mine and i got stuck on youtube watching i was like oh, i don't think i'll watch this <laughs> yeah anyway. why not sure whatever sounds good pops. um uh yes uh sis and big pops culture uh yeah. looking forward to uh to hear the next episode uh, i started yeah, watching the, the video today nice nice well if it drops thursday maybe we'll listen to it on the way to school tomorrow maybe we'll we'll do that tomorrow uh that sounds that sounds great well todd thanks man appreciate you thank you cj appreciate it well, I hope that you thought that that was fantastic. And I'm sorry that it's corny, but it's true. I love this interview. I love talking with Todd. And if you want to dive into Fantastic Four, but you say, hey, I missed some of the recommendations, don't worry. All the links, I took all the effort and got all the links to all the recommendations he made, and they're in the podcast show notes. So are his recommendations for his Dreamcast. So if you want to go back and look up those people, you can. There's also links to Todd's social media, as well as his website. There's links to Sis and Big Pop's culture. Everything you need is in our show notes, so make sure you check those out. I mentioned at the top of the show, but I want to remind you again, drop a review over at Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen, and if you'd be interested in helping to make the show better, send me an email at nextgennerdpodcast at gmail.com. You can put in there, hey, I want to help. Hey, what can I do? I would love to, uh, to, to partner with you in making this show awesome. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any content. Next week's episode is a D&D recap with the group from Love Thy Nerd. Guys, thanks for listening to the Next Gen Nerd Podcast. Peace out, Seacrest.